Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cineflack. I'm your host, Ethan Colburn. Welcome to the first episode in our Christmas series. Um, I'm really excited to bring you guys these podcasts. I kind of threw them together pretty last minute when I realized Christmas was approaching. It was early December, and I had no Christmas movies coming up. So, But luckily, I found some awesome guests, um, and I'm really excited to share these episodes with you. So... Home Alone, obviously, is the one you're listening to, but then after that, we've got It's a Wonderful Life coming later this week, and then next week, we've got Love Actually on Monday, and then Die Hard on Christmas Eve, so those are some pretty iconic movies, Um, actually some of my personal favorites, too, so I'm really excited we got to talk about them. Um, We drank mulled wine for this episode, which uh, was really, really good, I'd never... I, I'd, I'd had it before, but I'd never made it, so it was it was really nice to make it at home, and it's just like a nice, like, w- warm drink that, I mean, if it's sort of a cold holiday day, it's nice to get drunk to something warm. Uh, there aren't that many other options for that, but yeah, no, it turned out really well. I hope you guys enjoy that recipe and are excited to try that. Um, other than that, uh, please follow me on Instagram. Uh, I'll have links in the description below. And uh, keep writing reviews on iTunes. It helps. Without uh, without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. I hope you enjoy. We're going to miss the plane! When the McAllister family left on their Christmas vacation... Did we miss the plane? No, you just made it. Yeah! They forgot one small thing. Kevin! Ah! Home alone. Police in the northern suburbs are on the lookout for a pair of burglars who are calling themselves the Wet Bandits. We know that you're in there. It's Santa Claus. From John Hughes. You know, I got a feeling this is going to be your best Christmas ever. A family comedy without the family. Ah! Home Alone. Are you here all alone? I'm eight years old. You think I'd be here alone? I don't think so. All right. We are We are live. <laughs> we aren't live. <laughs> <laughs> we are not live sydney welcome back you are a <laughs> guest oh hi sydney i am uh, no i'm not the- doing that again <laughs> <laughs> no way no way you know sydney from the room uh in some ways these movies couldn't be any more different but uh you love them both i suppose i do i do <laughs> yeah so <laughs> home alone for me was probably one of my honestly, my favorite Christmas movie growing up. I can't remember the first year I watched it, but it quickly became a tradition for my dad and I to watch it every year when I was little. And my mom got so sick of it, she kind of dropped out of that tradition. But um, I think if (laughs) it's on TV or, you know, just kind of on the top of our minds, we'll still give it a watch here or there. you know, during the holiday season. So it's definitely close to my heart. I could probably quote the whole thing still. (laughs) For sure. For sure. I mean, it's, it's so much a part of sort of the pop culture of everything. I mean, just Macaulay Culkin has so many iconic lines, his whole attitude is, I mean, he's, he's so adorable. It's, 
it's just it's a truly iconic movie that i have to admit i i think this is maybe my second time ever seeing it like i which is i think my mom didn't like this movie because i brought it up recently like i'm doing home alone (laughs) maybe moms just don't like this (laughs) <laughs> maybe moms just don't like home alone <laughs> please please reach out to us if your mom likes home alone because I, <laughs> I clearly our moms don't but yeah like i think she didn't like it and somehow it just wasn't in the rotation um so yeah i i don't have the childhood memories with this movie but like just watching this around you can kind of see how it's just it's a it's it's like a lightning in a bottle kind of movie just everything comes together perfectly you you've got a great childhood actor you've got a great supporting cast and um yeah and uh and and and, and like it's a john hughes movie which is awesome yeah i loved i loved john hughes movies growing up as well i think didn't Macaulay Culkin start out in a John Hughes movie, Uncle Buck? Is is that it? It, it was. It, okay. it was Macaulay Culkin, and John Candy is also in that. John Candy, yes, yes. Who plays, oh my gosh! Um, wow. Who I mean, plays John the the polka face. king? The polka king of the Midwest. Polka, polka, <laughs> polka, polka. Yeah, no. So John, so John Candy is in this. Um, uh yeah Catherine o'hara um yeah Catherine o'hara joe pesci like joe pesci sorry go ahead. <laughs> no you're totally fine you're totally fine um Catherine o'hara apparently like a bunch of people it 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 it, it went viral recently because Catherine o'hara on some social media like was 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 quoting her old her her, her old lines from home alone and like all these people online were like, "Wait, Catherine O'Hara is the mom from Home Alone? Like, what the hell?" Like, like people did not connect the two because mm-hmm. she, she, she's had such a crazy cu- couple years with all her like sh- Shit's Creek fame and stuff. That she's in Shit's Creek. Yeah, she's, I was literally just watching that before. She's what? the mom from Shit's she's Creek. She's Mora. She, she, she's Moira. Shut this up. Is, this is what I'm talking about. Is that about. how you say it? Moira? It's Moira. I don't know I how think. to pronounce that name. I think it's well, that's, Moira. That's good to know. She's, she's Moira from Shit's Creek. That's Catherine oh O'Hara. God. I would never have guessed. I, I mean, it, this was 1990 compared to 2020 or however long Shit's Creek has been yeah, running. But um, I, I mean, she's an icon. Like, I'm so glad that she's finally mm-hmm. getting the recognition that she deserves, but I'm glad I could break that to you. She is. Yeah, I love that. Shit's Creek. Um, I'm by far nowhere near, um, I have nowhere near the knowledge you do when it comes to movies or actors for that matter. So if it makes you fail any better, it's a lot of work and it's totally useless, like 99.9% of the time. So if that, mm-hmm. if that makes you feel any better, we made m- mold wine today, uh, we did. which I guess has nothing to do with the movie other than it's Christmassy. I guess it's, it's, it's warm it's heartwarming it's warm yeah it's, it's definitely a, a good it's holiday season drink it's yeah sweet. um I mean, macaulay culkin's not that's the one thing he's not doing he's doing a lot of stuff while his parents are gone but he is not drinking alcohol 
Yeah, I texted you. I mean, I you could like, ever start too early, so I, mean, <laughs> I texted you. One thing you miss out on. <laughs> <laughs> I texted you while I was watching. I was like, "He's not drinking anything in this movie. Like, what should we do to drink? <laughs> like, he's eight. Funny thing, yeah. So I made my roommates are all going um, to go watch a show, like with their boyfriends, yada yada. I'm single, um, <laughs> and also the podcast. Well, that was really exciting for me but also i am holding right now and oh, i made perfect. a little to-go cup for one of my roommates of mold wine and she said she really liked it which obviously is reassuring for me um yeah <laughs> but i was sitting on the couch and i was hearing like these weird creaking noises coming from my roommate's room i called out to her i hadn't realized she'd already left and i'm just sitting like you're thinking I'm like very rarely home alone, but I'm like, of course, this is a night that I am home alone when we're filming a podcast home on home alone and I'm hearing weird shit in my house. Like, I just love this. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's perfect for the occasion. Kind of like him with the heater and everything. He's like, all yeah, afraid. yeah. He, he's yeah. like, he's like all afraid of the heater. The furnace. Mm -hmm. Did you follow a recipe? Because I just kind of dumped a bunch yeah, of shit I, in the pot. <laughs> it, it turned well, out I honestly had no idea how to even make mold wine. I figured there were some fun spices in there, but I definitely had to Google, you know, what to put in there. But in terms of like actual measurements, I didn't use anything. I think I sliced up some oranges. I put some ginger, cinnamon, and nutmeg all ground because I didn't have any fancy sticks or like the star anise spice. I don't even know how that's how you say it. I didn't it, even know how to find it. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I did. I did the clove. <laughs> Seemed like a lot of work. So, I did the cinnamon. Um, I found I found a Swedish glog recipe that called that called for almonds, and I didn't have yeah. any almonds that worked. So, I dumped in some almond extract, which which makes it kind of smell really strong. It's really nice. So so I really like the almond extract in it that I put in. Um, I did some apple cider vinegar. And then I also did some apple brandy, which I had on hand, which was like Yeah, that sounds delicious. Yeah, I did see that you could add some extra liqueur if you wanted, but I didn't have anything fancy. So I'm drinking a bottle of Trader Joe's three buckshuck wine and <laughs> I spiced it up a bit, but it is pretty yummy, I've got to say. Cheers. And my roommate liked it, so I'm very successful. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's quite good. It's quite good. I mean, I feel like I, I, I feel like I'm going to be taking this all holiday season. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad. I'm glad. I saw I, you also made it last night. A little test run. Yeah, 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 yeah. A little test run last night. Um, so, so, so we met in Paris, obviously. Well, not obviously to everyone, but obviously to us. But um, this totally reminds me of Paris. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I mean, just look at us. Um, so this totally reminds me of Paris. I, I had this, like, there, the, it, there were, like, a few stands around the city that would sell it. And then also there was this restaurant. Did you ever go to La, La Bouillon Chartier with me? Did you ever go to that place? It's this big, big um, restaurant you have to wait in a, like, kind of a long line to get into, but there's so many tables that the line moves kind of fast. It's in... I don't remember. It's that, in the, that's sad. It's in Montmartre? the 10th. No, no, no. It's that in the 10th. The 10th? Um, and it's a yeah, big... Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. 
yeah but so that that i went to a few a few times and they'd sell cold wine like in line for like a dollar so that kind of while you're waiting you can just drink some wine that's awesome that's so smart of them can you even do that here in the states can you serve alcohol in line to people i don't think so i mean i think now now that covid is a thing things are sort of loosening up again and stuff but um so one time actually i was in line i don't know if any of this is good for the podcast but (laughs) but one time i was in line with tam and jess and the line was so long we weren't to the stand yet where you could buy mold wine so we sent bryson her cousin across the street to get a bottle of wine that we just chugged (laughs) on the way yeah no that sounds about right well, the open container laws there are fabulous. Um, we drink, I remember we drink so you much just, wine in Paris. You could just pop a bottle open on the metro. You know, it just, it made life so much easier. Um, <laughs> I, I tried maybe for to, better or for worse, I'm not really sure, but I loved it. <laughs> I tried to explain to my friends here that there was like, there was like a month or so where I'd probably average like two bottles of wine a night. People were like, how oh, did, easily. How did, because well, we were drinking also at like, we, we weren't starting at night we would get out of class and well yeah you from like 4 30 <laughs> to like midnight so it's like, it's like a, <laughs> but like yeah. it was at least like two bottles of wine a night my i mean i mean my tolerance was through the roof anyway it was nice because yeah but, but that i think the open containers laws only helped the alcohol alcoholism because you know again you could drink on the metro from class you could drink in the park as you're walking around or even on the streets i mean we would drink in the coolest places remember we pretty sure we carried a bottle of wine all the way to the top of that um park bouchement remember that yeah we we i can't remember if we did but we uh, this just goes to us you know drinking in weird places we definitely drank there before but i remember one time we actually broke into the um there was a part where you could actually climb to the top and overlook the whole thing it's like this man-made cliff this big rock that's i mean it's huge it's just in the middle of this park and there's a lot of passageways that i guess were since boarded off um because they were maybe unstable or something but i remember we found a way to climb up there Which yeah, should we talk about the actual movie? yeah <laughs> probably <laughs> oh, it, it happens okay. so so do you want to give like a synopsis of Home Alone? Yes, I totally can. I actually haven't watched Home Alone in a while. Um, but like I said, I've seen it so many times. Yeah. I kind of know it by heart. Um, let me think. So Kevin, who's played by Macaulay Culkin, is like the youngest of a big family. And he lives in this big house in the Chicago suburbs with his parents and all of his siblings and his aunt and uncle and cousins are in town. There's just a lot of chaos going on in the house. Um, And anyways, they are going to Paris for Christmas. Um, Actually, our Paris stories were suitable, I guess. Um, It's true. Very suitable. (laughs) In relation to the theme. Um, And I think his family wakes up late for for their flight and they're just scrambling to get out of the house. And he is put up into like I guess the hide a bed in the attic or whatever to go to sleep since I think somebody, one of his um, extended relatives was staying in his room. So he 
was kind of out of sight up there and his family completely forgets to wake him up for the airport. So he wakes up hours later. Um, they've already left for the airport and he comes downstairs and his whole family is gone. Um, and a little backstory, his family and him get into a fight the night before they leave and he he wishes that his family would disappear and that he doesn't have to deal with them anymore because they kind of they kind of bully him a little bit. I mean, he's eight years old. They're a little like hard a, on him. Like like a lot. Like they're really, like a lot. They're, yeah, they're really hard. for sure. Like the parents, the adults and, and the cousins and the I mean, he's like the youngest of the family and he's just kind of shit on. Um, so he's all excited at first um, and kind of tries to play little adult. He, you know, goes grocery shopping. He tries to, um, you know, do his laundry, stuff like that. Um, and then he finds out soon that there are these two robbers, Harry and Marv, that are trying to rob his house. They had, they've had their eyes on um, the street that Kevin lives on. It's in a very nice neighborhood. Um, and then they try to come around the first few nights and Kevin is really clever and um, is able to kind of wave them off. He pretends that people are home, yada, yada, yada. Um, and this is, I'm already like skipping the part where his parents realize that he's not home and they're in Paris freaking out. Yeah, and of course then they can't seem the to contact. Yeah, of course they can't seem to contact anyone. I mean, I know it's 19, what, early 90s where they don't have cell phones yet, but it's just seems but you to think be you like... Call- you call a friend yeah. down who could go check on the kid or something. Right. It just wasn't working out. I mean, that's a key to that's a key to the plot. So right. um, but anyways, they finally come to realize that Kevin is home alone and has been playing tricks on them this whole time. And they decide to break in regardless, knowing that he's there, and he sets up this really elaborate um kind of obstacle course for them to go through it with a bunch of booby traps in it and, and that's the he best successfully part yeah i mean hands down for sure and for he successfully sure. gets away with it his parents finally make it home and then they you know reconcile it's a happy ending blah 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 the, the burglars get caught um old man marley who he thinks is like an, a shovel murderer or whatever um actually Thanks saves him oh right yeah i got really to detail there but that is the no, it makes that is sense. A plot overview. Yes. It's a, it's it. it's a really it's a really sweet movie that on paper seems like a basic Disney Channel movie that just because of its star and and the the other actors in it and just I guess the script it just works. I mean, but like the concept mm-hmm. seems like any kids movie almost, but it it just it it just sort of comes together just brilliantly. I, it made so, I mean, it made so much money too, is the other thing. Like it, oh, it I'm sure. was, it still does. Yeah, no, it still does. It still does. But like at the, let me see, let me pull up the actual numbers at the time mm-hmm. it made $470 million off an $18 million budget. So it made 30 times its money. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, is that's just incredible that's yeah yeah it was just it's it's completely crazy and and, and mm-hmm. i'm sure some of that is just is just um re-releases in the theater too i mean it it's yeah it's still bringing in new people so 
I mean, that's kind of like the beauty of holiday movies is, yeah. you know, you don't typically watch them year round. Um, I mean, I know people who do, <laughs> but it kind of, it can be re-released every year or just, it, it's kind of like a new, it becomes a tradition, but it also is kind of a new with, you know, you take a break from it. It's not something you watch all the time and then you come back to it and appreciate it again. Um, and yeah, Home Alone's definitely a classic. Um, it's just so clever. And Macaulay Culkin as a kid was just the cutest thing. Um, Macaulay Culkin has definitely had a really interesting life since he kind of made his big debut. But, you know, I think yeah, people yeah. just have trouble separating him from Home Alone and his early movies rather than seeing him as an adult, which yeah, comes true. with, you know, different struggles. And it definitely, you know, he's a human being, so... Yeah. Yeah, it does seem like though it 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 does seem like though in the last like 5 years or so he's doing a lot better than he was. Oh I think yeah. Cuz his course. own like podcast or, or or stuff I but did I did mean, hear about that. He, he, he got seriously into drugs. Uh, I mean sometime in in, mm-hmm. in his t- teenage years he got he got <laughs> married at like 16 I think. But I Oh, I, I did not I hear about like, that one. Yeah, I think he's like in a lot. I I I think he's in a much better place now. So. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, it uh, seems like it. I watched some interviews a little bit um, before we started the podcast. Um, and he seems, you know, he seems fully there and like he has his shit together. So that's great. And he's married to Brenda Song. Is he? Oh my god! Yeah, I. I, That's right. (laughs) Yeah. No. So he's he's fantastic in this movie and this really launched mm-hmm. his career i mean like it launched him on onto the big stage where he became like in, in the early 90s he was one of the big like box office draws in the entire world i mean right. this home loan Two, M- my girl was i think the other one that, that yeah i have seen that one as well huge. i i i haven't seen that actually but i've heard it's pretty it's pretty good it's um yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, he was launched onto the world stage, and then I find it so, I find it so crazy that that Joe Pesci's in this movie, like he's, he, like, like it's the same year as Goodfellas, which is <laughs> such like an Oscar-nominated, you know, mm-hmm. like, like prestige film, and like apparently, well, while he was shooting this, he didn't think this would be the success that it was, you know. Yeah. Which like is understandable, but um, yeah, I mean, like it's so crazy that he'd agree to do this, but he's so perfect. Yeah, he's so perfect. He's my, I mean, he's my favorite character in the movie. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 like a hundred percent. I think same. Um, and then also just like apparently he didn't want to see Hakoli on Hakoli Culkin on set because he wanted him to think he was scary. <laughs> I mean, which is awesome. <laughs> I guess he's just kind of conditioning him for the role. Yeah, by exactly. doing that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be like your favorite thing about this movie? My favorite thing, um, like I said earlier, I love how clever it is, and I mean how clever they make Macaulay's character, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just so cute. Um, it cracks me up just 
how he how he thinks he's like the man of the house and he's like taking a shower in his parents shower and using all their products and like pretends to put on like aftershave and screams because it stings or whatever and it, I mean he doesn't have any it, I don't know it's it's just cute and um I think another one of the scenes that is always hilarious is when he um uses the audio from what's it I don't know it's angels like the Merry with, Christmas a, angels, a, with angels with 50 healthy souls filthy souls yes which which <laughs> isn't a real 50 movie cent. <laughs> angels, with angels and 50 cent, cent. oh um, I don't, yeah, I was wondering, which is I honestly have no idea. It's not a real movie. Okay. It's not a real movie. They shot a fake film noir for this movie. Um, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, I mean, it has to be based on angels, angels with dirty faces, which is an actual, um, James Cagney movie, but angels with healthy souls does not exist and was a fake thing that well, he in it, which is it's so fun it's, that they shot a fake movie. it is um because it's like one of the films he's watching when he's completely alone and he's kind of scared of it and then he uses it to his advantage well he also uses it against a pizza delivery guy um <laughs> which, which is a little brutal <laughs> which is a little brutal um and the pizza delivery guy you know he's telling the pizza guy to keep the change you felt the animal and the dude's like what the hell and then the shots go off and the pizza dude is like all right i better get the hell out of here um but he also uses it as one of his um tricks to scare away harry and marv when they initially try to break into the house which they try to break into the house like three different times and i mean honestly he kept them away three different times at, at eight years old it's pretty impressive um i yeah, probably it's amazing. would just tell them to enter the house as long as they don't harm me and i would just wait outside and run away or something i don't i don't even know what i would do i oh, mean yeah, it's, it's amazing how innovative this this kid is, is, is especially his whole system with like the puppets and stuff with like yes the, the, yeah the, 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 fake the mannequins and all that the mannequins. right and he's using like his fake toy train tracks to kind of move the people and then he puts up the the curtains and all the people sorry the the robbers, Harry and Marv can see from the outside of the house are just shadows moving. So they assume that people are home. Um, He's so. also really good at cleaning up. I think that's not something that's talked about a lot with him. <laughs> when his mom comes home, the house is clean. I was expecting his mom to come home yeah, and the house would be a well, disaster. She's like, what happens here? But but it's, it's a clean house when the mom comes home. Even after all the shenanigans, I feel like I just pay like exhausted and, and go to bed you know oh easily i mean that's another plot hole um i was I, like i said i was watching his um one of his interviews before we started the podcast and i think this one was from recent it was like a, a year or two ago and he's like yeah one of the biggest plot holes that continues to bother me in that film um is the fact that macaulay just didn't call sorry kevin just didn't call the police um <laughs> he let these guys break into break into his house and i mean i understand that he wanted some revenge on them he wanted to kick their asses but yeah in our times we would just call the cops and no i mean that that and then i i i i mean like i know his 
bland line is down, but I mean, you'd think he could get to somewhere with a phone. He goes. Is it? Is that actually grocery shopping? Is well, his landline down? Actually, the movie. I think. Well, so so there's the scene where the the tree falls in the middle of the night. Oh, you know what? That's so. Yeah, I remember that. But I think That's he could so have true. probably gone out to like a payphone or stuff or 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 something. I mean, he's going grocery shopping. I think the thing that was bothering me in this movie was. I mean, this mom has to have some friends in in town, or someone, yeah. or he has in to have the some greater friends. Chicago area. Yeah, in the greater Chicago area, that or, or or some family or something that can go. Hey, like, hey, kid, can can I take you in for like a couple of days? Which, like, I know at the um, like they land in they 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 land in Paris. It's the middle of the night in Chicago, so she can't call then or like no one's picking up their phone their their phones but you just keep calling until it was the morning and someone could go check on him you'd think but i mean i mean yeah it's it's a ridiculous movie it's not it's not supposed to it's it's yeah it's not the point i mean again we talked about the room last time which (laughs) i mean you can't get any worse than that when it when it comes to you know plot holes and Oh, for sure, for sure. But it it was they were able to make it, you know, one of the iconic movies, and it's again, and it and it flows in a way that makes it somewhat believable. I mean, for the times, again, now we have all this fancy technology and social media. It would be, you know, they'd get to him in, in minutes. But um, yeah, I can understand that back in the '90s, things were a little bit more difficult. I, I mean, like, I think the other thing is, like, he is a really fictionalized child. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't act the way any child would, but he almost acts in a way that, like, a child would want to act, if that makes sense. Like, like, I mean, first of all, just, like, kids don't really talk to themselves like that. I, I, I get why they have him talk to himself is because... <laughs> Because He's otherwise, a narrator. Saying, yeah, I mean, he narrates the whole plot. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you you tell the story mostly from his eyes. Um, yeah, for sure. But like, I mean, he, he sort of talks to himself. He says profound things. He come he he comes up with like elaborate pranks. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's super precocious for sure. It's, it's clearly it's, a child yeah. written from an adult's perspective, but it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't detract from anything because it's 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 like how a kid wants to see themselves. I mean, he, he's like a kid. Oh, hundred percent. He, yeah, he's like a kid's superhero, basically. I mean, he's 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 picked on at the beginning, and then he finally exactly. It's kind of like an well. underdog type of, you know, based on his role in the family and then his his age. Um, yeah, 100%. it turns around for him and he kind of proves, proves to himself that he, you know, can, can act like an adult. And I think that's kind of what he was trying so hard to do in the beginning, um, is just have some sort of stake in the family, not be treated like a, a baby. I mean, which again, the, the family was pretty harsh. So yeah, the family's really harsh. And then, and, and and then part of that is, um, 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 so like at the beginning of the movie, you get a lot of high angles of him. The the d- d- director chose to shoot him from like a lot of high angles, 
and then as the movie goes along you get you, you start to get lower angles of him that make him look more powerful as opposed to sort of oh, yeah. he's the one that's getting picked on which i thought was like a really interesting choice and really sort of adds to the dynamic that that like he's becoming the boss of his own story basically but yeah, yeah it, it, it i I, th- I think that part works very well john hughes r- wrote the movie and then um and then chris columbus directed it who had like quite the run after this i mean he he went on to do i thought it was directed by hughes but i mean so so, he's still highly (laughs) yeah yeah so hughes wrote it 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 was directed by chris columbus who went on to direct the sequel and then right pisses out fire no way and 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 then the first two harry movie Wow, that's incredible. Which is, which is quite quite the run. Absolutely. Um, he also wrote the Goonies, by the way, which is kind of cool. But uh, yeah, I mean, he he had quite the run in in, in the nineties, and uh, and then he directed Pixels, and I think that's the last movie he directed. Pixels, Have you seen yeah, that I'm Adam right. Sandler one? Have you seen that Adam Sandler one where like Pac Man takes over San Francisco? No. I don't think that's really up my alley. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think it is for me either. So I but. love Adam Sandler, but... And, and I love John Hughes. Or sorry. Well, yeah, that's who I thought we were talking about for a second. But Yeah, yeah, I, I respect... Chris Columbus. Chris Columbus. Yeah, I respect Adam Sandler some of the time, but uh, that is probably not the... Yeah, one not one of his um, his highlights for sure. Uh, no, definitely. Have you, se- have you seen Uncut Gems yet? No. You should definitely watch. I I've think, got a I lot think, of a lot of films to watch for the I rest think, of my I, life. I have a lot I need. I've missed, and then a lot to come, and I'm I'm already overwhelmed. I think <laughs> that one's on Netflix, so you have no excuses. Yeah, I've heard. Um. Yeah. No. No. It's it's really good. It's a great performance if you're looking for something more serious from him. Anyways. Uh. Yeah. No. So so Chris Columbus had quite the quite the career after this i remember hearing about some conspiracy theories that this movie has brought about and i think the one notable one that i heard was that elvis presley did not die in 1977 but instead he lived on to appear as an extra in home alone and it's in the scene where kevin's mom Catherine o'hara is at the kiosk where the flight attendant or, you know, the, the flight worker, I don't know what those people are called, um, yeah. who's trying to book her new ticket to get home. And he just is one or two people in line behind her, I suppose. And a lot of people believe that. I mean, he, he does re- resemble Elvis and in what Elvis would look like in that year. So... That's really funny. I That's suppose really funny. I'm looking this up now. Yeah, yeah. He 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 does look a lot like Elvis. I think they it, it looks like they did track down the actor though. Um I mean, obviously <laughs> I'm not a believer that Elvis looks no, like No, definitely but, not. Um but yeah, no, that's funny. He does really look like Elvis in the background. That would be really mm-hmm. funny if he was just popping up in random movies. I I, right. I I feel like he'd want to keep a low profile if he just faked his own death too i think that would be like a factor i mean it's definitely a possibility for sure yeah 
Um, um, being not famous, I'm sure people get sick of it. Yeah. People, in fact, do get sick of it. <laughs> not for a fact. Um, I think, I think, I think my favorite thing, which we touched on a little bit earlier, is um, Joe Pesci. He, he plays it seriously, but he kind of plays it for laughs. You, you, you can tell he's sort of hamming it up, which I think is fun. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I just I I, I I I have so much fun watching him in this movie and his partner. What what's what's his part? Daniel Stern is I think the other guy. But yes, you're right. His name is Marv. So Pesci plays Harry, and Daniel Stern plays Marv. It's funny because they make quite the duo. Marv is tall and skinny, and then Harry is like kind of short and stumpy. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. So, um, and Marv is incredibly dumb, like, actually, it's kind of appalling, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Definitely, I, I mean, I mean, no, it's, it's funny, it's yeah, perfect, it's a combo, and, and they're it and, is. And, and, and they're perfect together. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I, I, I mean, like an iconic pairing, and it's just fun to have Joe Pesci in more things. I mean, he, he hasn't acted in so long, it was great seeing him in the Irishman but I mean he really just hasn't done that much in his career it's just it, it's a good time to see him in this like I don't know what more to say he's probably like the greatest character actor of all time I mean he's such a legend yeah definitely I did watch the Irishman oh so how do you think of the Irishman I liked it but it was really long <laughs> I think I long. fell asleep in the middle of it for about an hour and then finished it up which I, I definitely have to give it a watch again because I did really enjoy it, but it's not the most clear movie that's in my mind right now. Um, it's I also, say, it's, I couldn't really speak on it too much. It's not for everyone too. Like I know a lot of people that it didn't totally work for. It's uh, sure, yeah. It's slow. Um, it's not as exciting as some of Scorsese's other stuff, but I, I mean, I, I still thought it was, I still thought it was pretty fun. It's still, yeah, I know it's, it's definitely still, a movie that deserves a lot of respect and i mean the cast itself is incredible so yeah definitely worth a watch if you i mean <laughs> if you're unlike me and can make it through it well I, I i definitely think i could i just i think this was like when did this movie come out it was after the i Irish ate a meal i was bound to pass out anyway <laughs> it came out in 2019 I want to say it was during the holidays when we were yeah good. yeah it would have been <laughs> it would have been during yeah, the holidays just taking a good nap after that so so how so robert de niro turned down the role of harry which i think also would have been really fun um, oh totally i mean again but you know they're what, what they're similar do? in ways at least some of the characters they played i mean there is some overlap i i i think it would have been fun to see de niro in this but um but uh pesci definitely um does like a great job with this yeah he killed it definitely kills it so one question that i did want to ask you is what Mm. is your favorite prank or i guess trap that kevin um kevin leads the harry and marvin to this is a great one and i will throw it back at you after i answer this um i think i think my favorite one is it's not that complicated it's um 
it's like the race cars on the floor that they just right. slide out on. And I think th- there's something so funny about that because like he's probably he, he he's probably left toys out on his own floor and seen his parents slip and fall mm-hmm. and then was like oh that's great i'll make them slip and fall too so, like it's one of those things where it's not that complicated but it's sort of oddly relatable whereas like the rest of these pranks like a zip line to the treehouse and all these crazy things they, yeah, that's they, fair. They, 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 they seem so ridiculous and they're really fun to see, but that one was just like, it's oddly real, um, which I thought was just really It was funny. well placed. I mean, he's, yeah. he knows that they're going to chase him, so he sets the pranks throughout the house in an order that he knows is going to work out. It's going to play oh, out. Yeah. Um, I liked the paint cans. Um, oh, yeah. He oh, the paint cans are great. <laughs> he knocks uh, Marv out first and then Harry, and then little do they know a third one's coming, basically. Um, and I think the spider, the spider too, the tarantula that's, that's on the loose after he um, totally destroys Buzz's room, his older brother. And yeah, he got lucky with the, the shelves though. collapse, the, the spider gets loose. Um, yeah, no, I think this is the part of the movie where they're kind of on to him. They're like really getting pissed. Um, and I think uh, Harry or Marv has got his leg. It, it has to be Marv because he Marv picks up Marv. the spider and puts it directly on his face. And I think had I been Marv, I think I would have crawled out. Like, I, I, oh my God, that is like one of my biggest fears is a tarantula or any spider on my face, on my body for that matter. Um, yeah, I would have happily like, driven yeah. away if I was trying to rob a house. <laughs> Yeah, I have a friend who has a pen who, who, who has a pet tarantula. I I definitely don't think Mm-mm. I could no could, could do that. Shout out to Austin. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean they're just they're such an iconic pairing. What's like your next favorite thing about this movie that you just like to shout out, or just anything else you'd love to? Yeah. Shout out about um, the movie? Going back to John Candy, John Candy is also an iconic actor. Um, oh, yeah. I think I've, I saw this movie first, but I saw him in Uncle Buck afterwards, which was another John Hughes written or directed movie. And um, he's just like kind of the, I guess, the glimmer of hope that the mom receives when she's just so... I mean, I, I know she wasn't ready to give up on, like, seeing her kid or whatever. Um, she was pretty stressed out about it. But it's been days at this point. He was like, I'm the polka king of the Midwest. We're, we're running a van and we can drive you home. Um, <laughs> and his character is just funny. Like, he comes up to her and he's like, oh, yeah, you might have heard of us. We're, we're, we're the polka crew. And tries to, like, name some of his songs. And she's just, like, drawing a blank. She's like, dude, I... I have no idea where you're from. Like it's some like town in like out there in Wisconsin that yeah. I mean, I, again, um, but he ends up giving her a ride home and just kind of watching their interactions is really cute too. And then she ultimately arrives at the same time the rest of Kevin's family arrives. But, you know, it's just, it's about the thought. She's trying to get home to him as fast as she could on her own. Yeah, for sure. Um, and he, he definitely helps her do that. So, so he and Catherine O'Hara 
came up together. They were on a TV show in the seventies um, called SCTV. That was that 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 was basically the Canadian SNL at the time. Um, and he was on it with her and Eugene Levy, who obviously worked together in Schitt's Creek. Um, um, John Candy was on it. Martin Short was on it too. Like um, Rick Moranis was on it. it, it, it mm-hmm. It's it's it, it's really an iconic crew of actors. But they all they 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 all kind of came up together in in this um, like strange canadian um sketch show mm-hmm. how they'd worked together for like a long time and that's part of why i think their comedic timing works really well together on screen and i think they've they they, 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 they they'd probably known each other for 20 years at this point i mean right. they've known each other for such a long time mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean it's really cool that they continue to work together um a lot of that crew of people pop up together just i mean i mean like in in um in in like christopher guest movies like pest and show and stuff they'll pop up together and then and then i think there's a scorsese documentary coming out soon about like sctv that reunites the cast or something but i mean that's it's a it's it's really cool that that show kind of generated so much um like had such long legs for like kind of like the small thing that yeah. it, that it was sure. but uh yeah yeah i mean they're they're they they they're great together on screen um it's it's great to see him in everything in in, in like anything cuz i think he he just has an earnestness about him like every time he's on the screen he just right he always seems like he means well he always seems like he means well and he just yeah he just seems like a he just seems like a sweetheart like i'm just i'm just happy to see him he makes me smile um he seems like a good guy like i just like john Mm -hmm. candy i miss john candy you know yeah i know um going back to martin short um now that you brought him up he plays um the wedding planner and father of the bride have you seen that movie he does he does yeah i've seen yeah. that i've seen that great that's another good one um i love my 90s movies if you haven't been able to tell oh you. yeah that's a nancy myers I movie who I, haven't, I i i haven't touched on nancy myers yet but um mm-hmm. that that we could almost do like a whole pot on on her because she also does like something's got to give and the holiday and the intern and oh yeah i mean she's got just a bunch of stuff like i feel like we should just Mm -hmm. do a whole nancy myers thing but anyways uh yeah no no he's he's great in that like i love him every time he pops up he 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 doesn't seem to star in much of his own stuff but every time he pops up i'm just really happy to see him like he's just he's just he's just a joy he's so funny (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the main uh, movie I know him from. Um, but he's he's hysterical in that movie. He's hilarious. Yeah, I really enjoyed the the whole side plot with like the neighbor and stuff. I thought it was pretty cheesy, but yet I found myself tearing up at the end when he reunites with his family. 
but then I was I like, <laughs> I was like, I was like hating myself for tearing up. I was like, why am I tearing up at this? This is like the cheesiest shit. Like this, <laughs> this is like Christmas, Christmas movie writing 101, like having an old grumpy guy reunite with his family. Um, yeah. But it worked for me, honestly. And it's, it does. And, it, and that's another la- a layer. It, I mean, realistically, and I mean, they actually follow reality in this, in this sense. I mean, Kevin wasn't really going to save himself there. He's, he ends up cornered by these two adults as, I mean, I hate to say it, he would have much sooner if this was real life. And um, right, for thankfully sure. the, the old man comes around and actually saves him from literally probably being killed by these two guys. I mean, they, they seem rather harmless in the movie, but <laughs> the kind of morbid part is they literally would have killed Kevin. Um, and that would yeah, have been I mean, for a good um, children's Christmas movie. Oh no, <laughs> definitely <laughs> not. It would not. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> that would have been a Nicole, really, Nicole really dark days. twist. Really dark twist. But what's funny is apparently um, Joe Pesci like couldn't stop saying the F word like on set. <laughs> like he was just like, he forgot he's in a kid's movie like the whole time. And he's just like, ah, fucking whatever. Like he's just improvising all these things. And Chris Columbus he is like- mumbles, He mumbles a lot um, through the movie, I, I think. He does, yeah. Kind of, I can't really um, imitate it, but he, um, I noticed that he kind of mumbles something like that would sound similar to the F word and then just kind of makes it all this like, um, this like mumbo jumbo to kind of, um, I guess maybe keep himself from actually cursing. Yeah. I heard that Chris Columbus told him to say fridge. If you ever, if you ever. Yes. That's, that's what it is. But he says yes, um, bridge a couple times. It sounds like he, it's like on the tip of his tongue. Like when you're listening to him kind of like curse and get angry, it sounds like the F word's on the tip of his tongue, but he always, well, I'm sure there's been a lot of cuts from Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a lot of edits. Scenes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then obviously just like the, the, the furnace that's, that's, that's scary and stuff. It's, <laughs> it's a movie that, it's a movie that has this whole side plot that's kind of about overcoming your fears. A hundred percent. I mean, that's part of the whole, I know it gets really cheesy at the end, but the whole old man Marley thing, um, you know, remember that scene where Buzz is telling him um, that Marley is like a, a murderer who, who goes up and down and salts the streets during the winter time. And he's been rumored to have killed people with a shovel and that the bodies are actually the salt that is in his bucket that he's salting the roads with. <laughs> And which is absolutely absurd. And I think it just adds an extra sense of irony and also Kevin overcoming his fears that again, he, the old man is the one that saves him. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I guess we didn't talk too much about kind of Catherine O'Hara's whole arc with this, just her on a plane to France and then her whole family just stays in France and has a great time. It's, Seeming to not care that their that their son is well on his own. <laughs> I think I, I don't think that they could get any sort of flights um, home. I mean that was a big issue, and that's what. Oh, that's true. They know, did end up on the, the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah so the earliest the flight they could book was kind of the the same 
the same time, she ended up arriving home through taking various, you know, methods of transportation um, to ultimately arrive at home. But, you know, of course, no one was picking up their phone. Of course, all of the airlines and flights had to be booked up. So, no, I don't think they were necessarily partying in France. Um, but yeah, I, I do remember when um, she's on the plane and she's the one that realizes that they forgot Kevin. Nobody else has even thought about him. Just sad. So sad. Um, it's so yeah, it's and so then sad. <laughs> Uncle Frank, I think that's his name. He's like, well, if it makes you feel any better, I forgot my reading glasses. And she's literally like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That's he's so such a he's such a mm. <laughs> i love the scene where he's trying to steal the crystal from like the first yeah, class. he's like and put then, in your purse and then and and then also i don't even think they're supposed to be in the first class cabin because like the person says oh take a seat anywhere you want and coach right and then they just sit in first class i don't know i, I just know that's definitely not how it works anymore <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. Unless you're on Southwest, but I mean, like, other than that, it's definitely not how it works. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's a, it's a, um, it's a classic. It's a classic. It is a classic. It's, it's, it's a good movie. I, I'll probably end up movie. watching it this year again, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, you should. You should. Um, do you want to wrap up with a quote from this movie or elsewhere in character? Sure. Um, I think you already know which one I'm going to do because it's. Do I? Probably. Go for it. Um, keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I hate that you make me do this. <laughs> <laughs> but it was much more embarrassing in the room, I've got to say, because my Polish oh. accent is definitely not up to par. <laughs> Your your Polish accent. My mom has been whatever, doing ru- <laughs> whatever Tommy was <laughs> Whatever Tommy was Your mom accent. has been doing it. How, like I oh told my you, God, my mom incredible. watched it with me, and and she just yeah, I'm was sucked it. in, sucked in. Like, yeah, I, just, I mean it's an it's an easy one. It's it's it's, it's so awesome. it's so great that we have this together now, where 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 she can just randomly quote the room. And uh, <laughs> and I'm just like I love I love that I love that I convinced my mom to see it because <laughs> she's just random like I was like you don't want to do that Ethan. <laughs> oh, I miss Amy. I miss Amy. She said she's growing out your eyebrow her her eyebrows for you to come back and. I think this this up. came up on the last um, episode we did too. I yeah, love it. Well, about your, about tell your her as soon as the quarantine's over, I can I can come pluck her eyebrows for her. Yeah, hundred percent. I'll pluck your eyebrows too, Ethan. Oh, thank you. Uh, thanks for coming on, Sydney. That is your biggest fear, is getting your eyebrows plucked. <laughs> That's <laughs> my crying. number one fear. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just crying. Uh, just a little bit. Okay, I love you, Sydney. This is great. <laughs> love you too, Ethan. Thanks again for having me on. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cineflag, and I will see you next week.